Okay, we are back. This is CJ Banks. Tammy Banks. And we are Fostering Conversations. This is our third podcast, Tammy. How are you feeling? Um, better. Better? Mm-hmm. Getting, getting, we're getting a little better at it, right? More comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a new process for us, like I said, but we're getting better. Each week, we're going to get better and better. We've gotten some more engagement from from individuals on online um so today we are going to get right into the conversation on the steps to becoming a foster parent or a foster home right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and we can talk about our experience and how the steps we had to go through to become a foster home but if there's anybody out there that may have been through a different procedure or different steps or different timeline, please let us know in our um, in in our uh, social on our social media so we can you know shout that out and tell people that there are other processes out there. But we're just going to talk about what we went through ourselves. Um, I could start off by saying that it was not easy. It was it was challenging for us, um, not because, well, partly because we didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. and we kind of ended up doing a lot more than we had to do. Mm-hmm. But um, also it was just a long process. It was really it was. a long process. And I've heard different stories where it hasn't been long, but for us, it was a long process. Yeah, it took about six months to get certified. I think longer than that. I think it had to have been like, it felt like a year. No, it was, no, it was, well, actually eight months. It was May. We began, um, the process Uh when he was placed with us, um, as 1017. And then we were certified in December. Okay. Yeah. It still felt, it felt long. It did feel long. But, um, so, so, so let step one, step one is you have to want to become a foster parent you for the right that, reasons, for the right reasons. We make that decision. Um, and let's touch on that for a second. The right reasons. Okay. Okay. Um, piggyback. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there is, uh, there are a lot of parents out there, foster parents out there that are not doing for the right reason. And I don't want to judge people, but I've seen it. Yeah. You know, um, and we've heard stories from placements that we've had from like uh, our uh, when we do respite. Mm -hmm. We've heard stories from some of the from the respite um, children, Mm -hmm. foster children on how they're treated and things like that. And sometimes it's hard not to judge, you know, when you're hearing that, because um, and I've seen it. So there are people that have like 10 foster kids yeah you know and they're doing great they're treating the kids great and yeah. it's because they really want to do it i know one myself mm-hmm. um but then there are families that you can tell are doing it because they're trying to make a living off of being a foster parent yeah and the problem with that is that there is no way that you can make a living off of being a foster parent if you're supporting the child the way you're supposed to support a child. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They don't give you enough money 
to support that child. Absolutely not. Let alone children that you have. Right. You know what I mean? So there isn't, um, so, so please anybody out there that thinks that you can become a foster parent so that you don't have to work. Not, not possible (laughs) in my opinion. Right. Not if you want to do it the right way. Right. I mean, they, they do offer daycare assistance for parents that do work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also a medical for the children. Right. So, so every foster child gets medical yeah. right away. You yeah. Know, and, and they do cover your day. The county covers your daycare mm-hmm. if you work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if that's like something that's holding someone back, like that, you know, they cover that. Right. Right. So, I mean, you can work and you should. I think that you should. I don't think that, and and I don't, I'm actually not a foster agency. So I know that there are regulations and all of that, but I don't think that a reg, that, that an agency should, I think that's a point that an agency should make right away. Like, listen, this is not. To live off of. To live, live off of, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if you got somebody and one of the first things that they say when you're finding out if they want to be a foster parent is how much money can I make? Then you got right. You know what and I mean? do you remember that the um, a few agencies that we had talked to kept mentioning that to us, and we're like, okay. And they they kept saying like, oh well, you know, you'll you'll get a stipend up until the child turns what was eighteen, yeah, twenty one, something like that. And we're like, okay, but that's not why we're doing it. We kept having to say that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And I mean, I even felt guilty even asking questions about how much. Like it wasn't important to me. So when the question would come up and, you know, it's like, I will just figure it out because it really wasn't about that. And the way I see it is that, in my opinion, you never have enough money to raise a child. Yeah. In in our situation, like we had um, started from the beginning because mm -hmm. Because our daughter was already 10. Right. So we had to buy all new baby furniture and all new baby clothes and diapers and all that. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like we were making out on on a deal. Right. Um, Right. We spent more than enough over the stipend. The the weekend before we got Hassan. Mm Mm-hmm. We we went shopping and bought like car seats and yeah everything. We had to start over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it got better at the. It got better because then we had you had friends and family members. Yeah, a lot of families and um, share stuff um, just like they did with our kids. You know, just just like they did with with yeah. And I know sometimes too, like, and I see both both sides of it. But sometimes people say like they do um, have like uh, a baby shower or something like that right not knowing what they're gonna you know get placed with them but they Mm -hmm. um will you know family or friends will throw a shower in you know supply them with things that they will need right going forward right so that's an option too right so so yeah so if you think about it you know like i said it's 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 really not a financial gain situation right Right. Um, You really treat this just like if you have a child, you have your own child, a biological, a biological child. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So that being the case, um, 
those those individuals who decide if you decide that you want to be a foster parent, you have to be in it because you want to really be you want to help the child. Right. Right. And part of that, like we talked about last time, was part of that could be for to help the child hold to take care of the child until the parent gets on their feet. The bio parent gets on their feet, right. right? And and they're working towards reunification because that's the focus of That's the goal. The goal is reunification. Mm-hmm. Um just just this week has been really challenging for us, right? Yes. It's been a, a challenging week um with this COVID nineteen situation, the coronavirus. I mean, things are really getting hectic out there. Uh we are actually stuck in the house. Yeah. So right. how's that for you? <laughs> yeah. It's challenging. So we, we, we've become homeschool parents Yes, and work at home parents. I, I um, am working at home. Uh, my office is closed down because we were required to close down. So I am at home working. I'm still doing the things that we do, you know, at, at our organization, but um, I'm at home. And unfortunately, Tammy lost her job this week. Yeah, it was laid off. Yeah. So um, laid off because of this uh, Corona, you know, the COVID-19 situation. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, parenting doesn't stop. Right. We still have to parent. So we're homeschool teachers. We got our kids doing home, home, you know, doing school. The schools gave us all the work that the kids have to do and you know um some of the work is new new work and we have to teach it to them and in the midst of still you know taking care of the 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 foster children and uh actually taking care of all the children as well as me working you know for on my job you know working at home for my job so Things are really crazy right now mm-hmm. and I don't know how long um this is going to continue this mm-hmm. this this uh COVID-19 thing but hopefully um it, it you know it it gets better and I and I wish everybody you know um to be safe and healthy healthy you know mm-hmm. but um okay so we're talking about the steps to uh becoming a foster parent and we said the first step was you have to want to do it and you have to want to do it for the right reason then the next step would be to find the agency Yes. So you would have to find the agency that you want to work with. Now, I was unaware of this, but uh, Tammy, you told me a couple of times that we could have went directly to the county. Correct. And I didn't know that. And I was just actually today I was um, speaking with someone regarding um, a neighboring county. Uh So that's an option, too. Okay. But there's a lot of agencies out there. There's private and... um, you know, other agencies, you can just kind of do your research, um, ask around and see, you know, the, the positives and both positive and negative things that people have to say about their own, um, agencies and, you know, their, um, experiences with them. Right. Right. So, I mean, so you would you would actually uh, find an agency that you want to work with. And trust me, agencies are looking for individuals. Yeah. And 
there are very few reasons why you cannot be a foster parent. Right. Right. A lot of people have fears on on why, you know, on it in their thought process. They, they have fears that they, they think, oh, I can't do this because I don't make enough money or I can't do this because I um single parent. I'm a single parent or because I'm, you know, I have, you know, a, a, a spouse of the same sex and and, you know, or, you know, I'm white and I'm not sure if. You know, if there are white kids or I have to have a white kid or blah, blah, blah. So there's there's so many different um, reasons why people think that they can't be foster parents. But the the reality is that it's not very limiting on on who can Mm -hmm. be a from my experience, what I've seen. Right. They accept people of all kinds. The only thing I know is that you have to be at least 21 Mm -hmm. to be a foster parent. You have to be able to support the child. Yeah. And that, that goes back to what we were saying as far as the, um, you know, you can't do this to quit your job or, you know, you have to be able to support the child. Right. Um, and you have to have a home. So that was the next step. So we went through, you know, the, the agency that I was actually working for had a foster care department. So that made it a little bit easier for us. Mm-hmm. In a way, it made it a little bit easier for us because we didn't have to go do much research on who we should have went to. And maybe we could have did some research and, you know, had a different experience. But we went through the agency that I was working for and we started the process. Mm-hmm. The process was um, it was a long process. It was challenging. It was a long process for us. I think that um number one i remember that we went through a whole process that we'll talk about in a second and then the system changed so they had to do everything all over again yes right i forgot about that Mm -hmm. yeah so that was a that was a little bit of a process um yeah, so that that was a little bit of a process to to have to do that all over again. Yeah. Yeah. I and think then, we were one of the first families with our agency to go through that new process. Yep. So yep. it was it was um oh remember there was like a snag with the national website or something and yeah. it like lost our information and she or, had to ask oh. us all over again all of that stuff and she was trying so, to get a so, hold of them so let's talk about what we went through the first time that we had to do again so when you decide to be a foster parent you decide what agency you want to do it with and then the agency becomes your foster caring agency right yeah they, and they, they represent they, you they represent you they decide they they provide you with a home finder right mm-hmm. and that home finder is the person that does the home study so they do a home study right mm-hmm. and they come in and they do they ask you a ton of questions like a right. book that they, yeah. they they ask you um back to birth right back to birth you have to do like a whole background check so, and, and I'm not saying all the stuff to scare anybody, but I'm just letting you know what, what you're preparing, you know, you have to be prepared to do. You, I mean, as far as like you, how you're raised and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yep. They talk about, you your know, family dynamic, you and... know, if you had any abuse in your past and, and 
and you know like I went I've had abuse in my past mm -hmm. and what they wanted to know is what are some of the steps I took to overcome that abuse yeah. so that I don't repeat it because a lot of times abuse you know it, it's a cycle and those who abuse become abusers a lot of times if you don't work through some of that trauma so mm -hmm. um I had that was something that they actually um paid particular attention to yeah um but it's important to be completely honest with them yeah so we were completely honest and told them everything that that we went through and you know you'll learn more about some of those things in 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 some of the later podcasts um but so she asked us tons of those things um she asked she actually interviewed every member of the household mm -hmm. even mem even my son who didn't our son who didn't live in the household she had to interview him also mm -hmm. right so um and then uh, she had, she interviewed every child um, and it was separate. It was like, all right, we're going to talk to, they talk, she talked to our youngest and we went outside and we were away from them and she yeah. would talk to them. And then, you know, uh, she would talk to them and we don't, I still to this day don't know what she they. She doesn't disclose. What, what, yeah. yeah, she doesn't disclose. Yeah. But she, she does, asked. they do ask like she asked each child like how they felt about this process and stuff right. like that so yeah. sh they actually do take that into consideration yeah you know? exactly that's one of the main things is that she wants they want to make sure that everybody in the house mm -hmm. is ready and understands what this means mm -hmm. and i don't think that if someone would have said no i don't understand then they would have said oh no then you can't do this right she was just really trying to figure out where we needed the most help Mm -hmm. to be ready to foster. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Because there were some things that she wanted us to work on. I right. mean, Tammy and I, like, you know, like all relationships, we had certain things that, you know, we, we had to like Tammy revealed and I revealed in, in our private interviews that she wanted us to work on. So it was kind of like a counseling session. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and I think that it helped. And, and we went through some of the things that helped us, prepare because this is a little bit different than having a child, right? Because you have to deal with some of the things that are coming along with it, like a whole nother family, right? You mm -hmm. got the, the foster family and, and their family, and you got to deal with those issues and, and, you know, the bio family and things like that. So, um, you just have to make sure that, that, you're prepared. So that's what I believe that home finder situation, the home study situation is mm -hmm. on top of that. They have to do like a physical, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they have to, you know, review of your house safety review. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So they did, um, you, they, you mean the fire marshal? You're talking fire, about the foster. Right. Well, both, right? So the 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 fire so they ha you have to get your house cleared by the fire marshal. Mhm. Mm right? They have to come in and they check your gas lines, they check to make sure that you have a um fire extinguisher in the kitchen and is is a fire extinguisher on both floor all floors? No, it just has to just, be near a door. Near a door. And I think it's four feet from the floor, if I'm not mistaken. Right. 
something like that. Um, and and then they want you know they check to see if you have smoke detectors in every room, mm-hmm. every bedroom, mm-hmm. and every level mm-hmm. of the house. They also check to see if you have a carbon monoxide on on every level. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we found out like the day before the fire marshal was coming is that you cannot have a two-sided lock on any of the doors, meaning like, you know, a deadbolt where you put the key in. Mm-hmm. We, we had one on the basement door to come into the basement and, you know, the, the, the door to go down to the basement, we had one and we had to change it so that there was one side that you could turn with a switch and the other side was a key. Mm-hmm. So that was something that we had to change. Yeah. Um, man, we had to put, uh, so, so that was the fire marshal. I even went through and was making sure all of our wiring was right. You know, we changed some light fixtures and all of that, but they didn't do much of that. Checking. Yeah. Right. They didn't do much of that. Um, they, but then the home finder comes back and they do another inspection, mm-hmm. right? More, more of like, a like a safety child baby proof child proof type thing where you put the the covers inside the outlets and Mm -hmm. in the um the locks locks on the cabinets cabinets and the medicines have to be locked up and And the safe right right and if you have any guns or anything like that they have to be locked in the safe yeah um they also uh she also what obviously she would check to make sure that the um Running water. Yeah, running water, toilet flushes, you know, sinks in functioning Mm -hmm. capacity, um, that you have rooms, room available Mm -hmm. for the child. Like, there are definitely rules Mm -hmm. on on who can sleep with who. Age-wise, age-wise. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you cannot have a child sleep with you in your bed as the foster parent. Right. Um... And they have to have their own room or they can share a room with other children. Um, I've heard conflicting um, I think stories it varies about by state. Right. Like you can, if you're sharing a room with a child, with a sibling of the opposite or a foster sibling of the opposite sex, that sibling has to be seven years or under. If you're, and this is what I, I, I read and, and, you know, I believe it was the case, but if they're, if, if they're, you know, biological, biological brothers and sisters, they can share, share a room. Um, if they're all males, they can share a room there, there's not an age limit. I don't think they can't be in the same bed that the child has to have their own bed. Um, I don't know about that. Yeah. I'm not sure. The, 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 the foster child can't share a bed with anybody. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying age-wise. I thought it was, like, over 13 or something like that. No, you could... No. There was no limitation on that. So, for New York State, I think it was, uh, like, for us, it was a maximum of, how does it go? Like, 13 and older don't count. So, you can have six children under the age of 13. So, yeah. So, that's... that. Right. So, that's a different subject. That's how many children you're allowed to have in the household period. Right, right. Right? And so, yeah, we can talk about that. So, so bedroom-wise, um, one of the things is it has to have a, a window to outside. 
Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, and then um, there's like a certain age limit for uh, like bunk beds. Right. Um, a you lot can't of have a tr like yeah, a trundle bed not a trundle because any it, it needs to be almost respite is different. But if it's a placement, then they want them to feel welcome, like they're staying there with you. They right. have to have their own uh, dresser, you know that sort of thing. Right. Right. So yeah. respite is different though. Yeah. So okay, so then that's that's the home finders, and they come in and do all those questions, and like we said, and then our experience was right when we got done with that, mm -hmm. there was a whole. We were ready for it. the 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 caseworker was putting the stuff into the computer and all of that. Their computers crashed or whatever, so they couldn't get it in. Then they had to do it all over again, enter the stuff in all again, and then right in the middle of that the system changed and they had to ask different questions, the same questions on a different form or whatever. Yeah. They had to do something else. So she had to come back and start from scratch. And that was, that was really frustrating. Like, uh, yeah, it was frustrating. I was like, really, I didn't know what was going on. I thought that this was never going to get done. Yeah. Um, mind you, we had already had, we already had the 1017. The 1017. We already had Hassan, so he was already in our, our um, household. So he was already part of the family. So right. um, we were okay with it, but it still was like a long process. Yeah. Then, so then we go through all of that. Then what happens? The SCR clearance. Oh, right. So we had to get a um, state central registry. So you had to. Um, fill out just like you know you know you guys know when you get a job you have to mm -hmm. fill out you know all of those like where were you from back when you were like 16 and yeah lived all, in, the addresses, yeah, all the addresses counties, and all that, right yeah. and if you lived in different states because we came from florida we lived yeah. you know I, we grew up in new york but then we moved we lived in florida and then we moved back to new york so there was a whole you know it, it was a, a delay in getting that stuff back right um, you had to get letters. Didn't we have to get letters from people we knew saying that? Yeah, because I remember I got it from my from my job um, that that I would be a good foster parent. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, we did. I don't remember that. Yeah, we got letters because um, I remember I got one from Lawanda, and it was it was a letter saying that I would be a good foster parent, and then. That was part of the packet that she was putting together. Yeah. So there was also like a, a, like the kids had a, a right to write a letter to a future placement. Remember that? And we had to do like a book, a map of the house. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So the kids had to write. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. They, like, they wrote a letter to a hypothetical letter, right? Yeah, to um, that child. To the, to the child. And then... We did a book, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, we had to do a book. And then, okay, so so that was part of, that was not part of the home study? Was it part it of the home study? It was part of the home oh, study. Oh, it was part of the home yeah. study. Right. Okay. So a Sierra clearance, um, and then we had to do the criminal history with fingerprints. Yep. And Yep. We had to do the criminal history. Yeah. Um, we went down, I had to get our fingerprints taken, and then we had mm -hmm. to wait for that to come Even back. though we both had it done with our... Previous, yeah, positions. Right. We still had to have it done. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we had to do the training. Right. The 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 certification training. Uh -huh. Right. So that, that was, was thirteen six, hours. 
hours? Six weeks. Was it 13 hours? I don't know. I forget what the total hours are. I thought it was six weeks. 12 hours. Good fun. Yeah. So it was it was a long process. We went weekly. We had to go every Saturday. Every Saturday to to get um to get trained and uh-huh. um that was a long process too. It was watching <laughs> remember the old movies? Yeah. Oh my god, the movies. The VCR tape. Yeah, it was in the VC- <laughs> VCR. Mm-hmm. Mind you, this was not too long, like a couple of years ago. And um, it was 2018. Yeah, 2018, <laughs> and it was we watched VCR. Yeah, and the people on the on on the video was speaking on the phone. And I think she said the kids that they interviewed in that training are actually grown adults that foster yep. now. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But so. we, you know, I asked, yeah, can we help you guys do new videos? Yeah. <laughs> no, she said update. that the state didn't allow you to change that. That yeah. they had to stay. And then they also did a panel. Right, of, right. Of foster parents. Yep. And the panel of foster, they, and, and I thought that they were going to ask us questions, but we asked them questions. Right. Like their and experiences and experiences, stuff like that. Right. That was yep. pretty cool to meet yep. some of the other families. Yeah, and then we had so then the last class was a celebration, mm-hmm. right? And you know they had like a potluck or something like that, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And a celebration. Those those classes were a little um, challenging because you had to bring all your kids too, you know. And we brought we had Hassan with us also. Now this is before we got Ariel. Yes, we we this is before we got Ariel. We had Hassan already with us. Why are you saying no? Um, yes. We had him as a 1017 when we were going through the process. Yeah, he... W- he did. Because I remember him... We, we had, like, the car seats. We was in the, at the, at the... We was doing it on Delaware at the church. That was just that one time, though. Oh. It was the panel we had to bring the kids to, and then the potluck we had to bring the kids to. The training, the kids weren't with us. Oh. Your, your brother babysat. I don't know. I think sometimes we brought him with us because we had to watch. I remember um, holding him at the seat and trying to hold. Just that one time. Oh, okay. two times. I don't know. A couple of times. <laughs> but anyway, I just remember having to bring. Yes, him, it was that, bring yeah. all the kids. Not um, for the training, though. So. Right. It was for the um, celebration and the panel. Oh, okay. Questions. Okay. <clears throat> So, um, what else? So after we, we, um, a lot of the training too, just to to touch on that real briefly was regarding, um, like trauma informed care and, um, uh, a lot of the, a lot of it was like the process of, um, what is it called? Like dealing with grief. Mm-hmm. We learned that the stages of grief. And then also they talked about how you would discipline. Like that was a big deal. Um, in those right. trainings, positive discipline, You're not allowed to things like that. And use corporal punishment, yeah, no corporal punishment, not allowed to hit. Right. And, and we hear a lot of stories where foster families are doing that. Right. That's the other, that's the other, um, issue is that like i said when we when you're doing respite you hear stories from the kids and you're like yeah. whoa what are yeah. you talking about yeah like yeah kids are getting beat and stuff like that and it's horrible because they're coming out of that situation right. already exactly 
Exactly. And, and a lot of times you, it, it, you want to just keep the kids when yeah. you're doing respite. You're like, okay, I don't want you going back to that situation. And yeah. if we had a big enough house, I think we would have like 10 foster children right now. Yeah. We would you have know? a lot more if we yeah. had the room. Exactly. We just, you know, don't have the room. We've used every square yeah. inch of our house. And to, then some. And then some, right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, okay, so we get certified. So then finally we, we, we get all of the, take all the classes. Mm-hmm. And then what was the next step? After all the classes, mm-hmm. um, the map training, was that included or was that separate? What, what was the map training? Um, it was exactly. Hold on. I think that was part of the. Um, well, actually, we had to do. OK, so all of us had to go to the doctor and have the TB test oh, done. Right. right? right. Yeah. Have that form filled out. That was part of it. Yeah. TB. You have to have that done. And your physical. Your physical. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. So we had um, to get a physical and a TB test done. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure now we're going to have to start getting, you're probably going to have to start getting your COVID-19 test done if they have enough tests. Well, you're supposed to have the TB test done yearly. I just had mine done again. Mm. Um, and the kids also have to have it done. Anybody that's living in the house has to have it done. So, um, I don't know if I have, I had a T you gotta have it redone. Yeah. Yeah. I think I actually did when I just had my, um, last checkup actually, or maybe that was last year. I don't know. But anyway, so you have to get that done. Um, then what else? Um, I think that's about it, right? I think so. So then, so, so once you do that and the funny thing that happened to us is that when we were finally ready and finally getting certified, the week we got the day, right? Wasn't the day we got certified or maybe within the same week, week, right? The same week that we got certified, our 1017, our foster child, our 1017 at that time went home. Mm-hmm. was reunified with the parent. Uh-huh. So we were just about to switch over to um, foster care. Yeah. And right. and they went home. Now, here, here's the thing, getting back to that financial situation. Right? Yeah. I believe that all foster parents should probably have to be a 1017 before they become a foster parent. Or not a 1017 because that's relationship, I'm saying, but they should have to do it for free first. Like, I, I think that it, it, because we were able to, for me, I felt like we were able to see that it is possible. You know, we had to make some cuts in, in, in some areas to make sure that we can afford to, to do it. But we, we were able to do it. And it, it wasn't, we weren't depending on the foster care. Although when we were, when we finally got certified, we would have started to get payments as a foster parent the stipend the stipend mm-hmm. for for our our for Hassan but then he he was reunified with the mother at yeah. that that same week well even even in on on that subject um they uh do talk about sometimes preferring that you take like a FML 
um, family medical leave, FMLA. Um, So remember, I did that for six weeks unpaid. Right. So, you know, you know, um, financially, um, we were still able to do it. But um, yeah, you have I hate to keep harping on that, but you have to know that you have to be able to do it because. When you are struggling financially, it causes a lot more stress and mm-hmm. and it's hard to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? When people are trying to do this for a financial gain, then that means that they're not treating the child with love. And there's there's families out there that are that that have foster children that are just doing what they have to do for the child. Like yeah. just giving them, you know, like I said, I I, I um I, I think I mentioned in our last podcast, or maybe the first one that, you know, I do that um, Santa Claus thing and I, I see some of the parents and some of the children and see... There's no relationship. You you see there's just no and relationship. Another thing is, too, like, some of the foster families I had talked to um, when we do respite, um, <laughs> the kids are, like, in daycare, like, all day. Right. All day long. And then, you know, in the summer, all day long, and, and they get upset, like, if... Um, you know, the foster child is, is not approved for like, say a camp or whatever the case may right. be like that upsets right. them. And I'm like, you know, I don't, to me, it's sad. It's like, okay, so the child is going to daycare sometimes before school, all day at school. And then after school all night, mm-hmm. like I get it, you have to work too. But a lot of these foster families, like they make the comment of, um, oh, well, you know, they, they cover such and such hours of daycare. So, you know, they, they utilize to the very last minute. Right. You know, right. Not as to not spending a lot of time with the kid. Yeah. And, and, and people do that with their own children yeah, too. Yeah, true. Um, that's true. You know, with, with their biological children. I yeah. mean, that's, I'm just, not saying not, you know, not, and we use daycare. So yeah, we, we no, use I'm not, that's it's not what just, I'm saying. I'm right. not, I'm saying like the comments that I've heard, uh-huh. you know, basically, I get every minute out of that daycare that I can, even right. though they're not working those hours is what right. I'm saying. Right. Right. You know yeah. What I mean? And I, and I, I, I totally disagree with, with, with that. I think that you should spend as much time as you possibly can spend with, mm-hmm. you know, with, with your children. Um, I'm not a big fan of daycare, but I know that daycare is it's needed. Med- it's needed. Yeah. And it's great. So, so I'm not a big fan of daycare, so that you don't have to parent. I'm a big fan of daycare for the child to learn social development and mm-hmm. and you know skills and make sure making with 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 the parent making sure that the daycare is a value a, a good daycare. You know, a daycare that's not just putting them in a, a playpen and letting them you know sit and watch TV all day, but actually yeah. working on some of the development skills that they need to be working on. So, um, luckily we found, um, family of one of the teachers that I worked with that owned a daycare and they were able to take them. So that was good because they're, it's a good family ran business, Mm -hmm. you know, daycare. Yeah. So, so that's, and, and, uh, DSS does pay for the daycare. Yeah. As long as they're, uh, like a participating daycare with the county. Right. There's like a list online right. that you can. But they only cover eight hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they only cover eight hours of, well, of no, daycare. What did she? See? I forget what she said, but yeah, I believe that's what it is. Right. So after um, so so. 
we we get a we what we were saying we we get approved, we got approved, he and then he, he went, went home. He went home, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's so so just just in that in in that itself, that's the process of becoming a, a foster parent. Mm-hmm. It's right. a long process. It is a long process. So I always tell everyone, like, if they're interested, then they should start now, mm-hmm. even if they are not a hundred percent that they want to continue doing it. Right. Just to be prepared. Yeah. You know, and 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 like we said, you don't have to go along with it, right? You yeah. don't have to say. I mean, once you get certified, you can become certified. Stay certified or decide, hey, you know what? I changed my mind. Right. It's not like, well, since we did this, you have to become. Yeah. You know, they, and you can parent. you can, you know, open and close your home. Um, if you're through an agency, you just let your agency know, you know, or if you're going through something mm-hmm. financially or personally or whatever the case may be, like they'll work with you as far as opening and closing your home. Yeah. And, and you know what I suggest? I suggest that everyone that wants to be a foster parent, get certified and do respite. Mm-hmm. Do respite for a couple of weekends. See how that works. See how if you have children at home, you know, how they, they you know, deal with the process, you know, um, you know, and, and you when when they're actually asking you the questions that one of the questions they do ask you is is what they ask you a bunch of questions actually on on what type of child do you want to mm-hmm. foster? So yeah. they really let you set your limits. Like, yeah. this is what I do want. This is what, I mean, they asked questions yeah. like, you know, how old, what's the oldest child that you want? Um, yeah. Will you take a child that's developmentally disabled? Mm-hmm. Um, will you take a child that has been dealing with sexual abuse um, a child that runs away. There, there, there's a lot of different yeah. questions that they and ask. Even though you check no, sometimes they may even call you to ask you anyhow. Or exactly. if you have, like, we have zero to, uh, we must have zero to nine because we stay younger than our biological. They'll still call us if there's like a 13 year old placement. You can say no. Right. That's, yeah. you know, at your discretion. You can yeah. say no. So, so try to respite. Mm-hmm. If you try respite, and like I said, respite is just pretty much daycare or, or, or babysitting. Sometimes it does turn into a placement. Yeah, it does turn into Sometimes. a placement. Um, we did respite, and it turned into a placement the same day. Yeah. Right. We ended up taking three girls. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh huh. So that was that was definitely. Um, hold on one second. I had to pause it because. So that was, yeah, so that was definitely, um, we, we had a, we, we, I think I explained this before we had a respite that ended up turning into, uh, placement placement. And, and that was, I mean, it was a a big, so we'll talk about that experience (laughs) another time. (laughs) We can, we can conquer anything. (laughs) Yeah. 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 After that one. So, so, um, those are the steps and, and I, I think that was a great, way to to start off um or to continue the conversation about how to become a foster parent because i think that that's some a lot of questions that that people have you know Mm -hmm. what are the steps um we did get a question um uh 
So so let's go into our uh, uh, you know we 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 ended that so let's let's go into the segment where we um answer some questions that people have. Okay. Okay. Um I have a couple from Monique. Um uh one of the questions that Monique um on on Facebook asked was um how do you answer this question? How do y'all find time yourselves with all that you are going with all that you have going on? How important is it to make that time to keep your relationship strong? So that that that's a great question. It is Be- a good question. <laughs> because sometimes we don't. Sometimes right. we don't find the time. Um it it's hard. We have to make the time. Um, I, 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 I just think that it, it, it's like when you have a child, you just don't have the time that like your time becomes the child's time. You know what I mean? And if, if we just continue to try to love each other the best that we can possibly love each other, um, you know, I, I think that we remain strong in, in loving our children. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and loving our family when it when it shifts from us two being you know just us two to us being a family, then the shift becomes how do we find time for everybody and it, and it's hard because you know I work a ton and Tammy works and then Tammy comes home like earlier than I do so she's with the children constantly and well now like I said she she she's with the children all the time because she just got laid off but um you know we make time so answer the question to answer that question is we just have to make the time and that was one of the reasons why we decided to do this podcast because it was a hobby that we felt like we needed to try to find time to to spend with each other, you know, having a conversation. And we found ourselves talking a lot about foster care and things like that. And knowing that this is a passion that we both share, that we thought it'd be great for us to to spend time together. But in that, communicating on recording while we're communicating so that we can share that with others, Mm -hmm. you know, um, what do you say to that? What 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 do you how do you feel about that question? Um, I agree. Um, I think the first oh gosh, I don't even know how long it was, but I think the first year was hard with him. Um mm-hmm. because we didn't want to leave him with right. anyone. We were so right. overprotective. Yeah. Um, and then we were told that we weren't allowed to unless they were certified. Right. Until we took that training, um, and I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was called, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we we tried to remember that last time. What was yeah, the name? Of it? Uh, Still don't remember the okay, name. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find it. Okay. But um, you know that said basically we can have family members and and you know other people we trust because I mean I mean I think about it, I think it was a good year. Yeah. Before we. Right. Right. Yeah, we had... Maybe it wasn't um, that long. It might have felt that long. Yeah, yeah. Because he was only with us for eight or nine months. Right. It did feel like a year. Yeah. We, we still... Oh. And, and even now, it's not... Um, so there was, there was one... So they say that you cannot... 
Like they, at one point they were saying that you can't take children out of the county. You can't, you know, everything has to be approved by the foster, yeah. by the bio parent. Yeah, that was hard. Right. And I mean, we couldn't even cut his hair. Yeah, that was right? hard. Without checking with the bio parent and the bio parent wasn't kind of in the picture picture at, at one point. So it was hard for us to do that. But um, it was hard for us to, to find a babysitter that would let alone um, we had six kids. Right. So trying to find a babysitter for six kids is not easy right. <laughs> at all, you know, but we did luck out because our son, um, who's 23 is actually works at a daycare. So he, and he's super kid, super, super great with the kids. Mm -hmm. So, um, he's able to, to provide us with some, some time, you know, for us to spend together. So we go out, maybe go out to dinner and stuff like that. Um, I'll tell you what, the other time is when the kids go to bed, you know, yeah. sitting, watching TV and, you know, um, talking and, 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 you know, intimate times happen when the kids go to bed. Right. You know what I mean? Um, all right. And the second part of that question was how important is it to make the time, make that time to keep your relationship strong? It is so important. You know what I mean? You have to, first of all, you have to be able to communicate. You have to be able to tell each other when we need more time with each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We have to be able to express like, hey, I'm feeling kind of left out. I'm feeling kind of lonely. And I say it all the time to Tammy, like, hey, you know, because Tammy's so deep into the kids that she forgets that I'm here. So <laughs> I'm like, Tammy, hey, I need a little bit of, of, of CJ time. So um, we... Uh, you know, I, I think that is so important. It It is so important because if you don't have a good relationship with your spouse, then it's hard to have a good relationship with the family. And that, that you know, the, the children can sense, sense that too. Right. You know? It's just like having our biological children. I think it's the same. Sometimes we forget, you yeah. know, um, we just need to make the time. And it, I agree. I think it's healthy. For us to um, not lose ourselves. Right, right. So um, that's one of the questions that we uh, that was asked. Um, do you have another question over there? I have um, from Danielle. Mm -hmm. She wanted to talk about us to talk about county versus agency. Okay, so let's let's talk about county versus agency. Mm -hmm. That's, so that's, county, I know one of the differences is mm -hmm. that like with county, I think you're doing more of the driving and the visits, the pickups and stuff like that. So um, you get less support. Yes. Right. So doctor's appointments, like I did all that when he was, um, respite. Uh -huh. Um, when who was respite? Hassan. Mean, or I'm sorry. When he was kinship. Okay. Yeah. When he was 10, 17. Right. Um, I did all the driving. Right. There was um, no support. There was, there was nothing, no support like that. Right. Right. Um, so, so, but that was, was that kinship because of it was, was that because it was kinship or was that because it was just county? From what because... I'm understanding, it's county. Okay. Yeah. From what I'm understanding. Okay. Um, and I know like, uh, well, 
I think with the agency, we we got more support, mm-hmm. you know, with, with that, you know. Well, I think that that was the reason why they began that kind of, that, that those yeah. contracts with the, with, you know, community agencies, because they wanted to make sure that we, that foster families get the support and the county can't do that. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I know with the agency, like, it seems like there's a lot more visits because you do have the county visiting and you mm-hmm. have the agency visiting. And right. then like with him, he's uh, foster to adopt. So we have that, um, caseworker visiting. And mm-hmm. if, um, there's a preventative worker, you have that person visiting. So there's a lot, it's like a revolving door. Yeah. As well um, as all of the checkups and, and his uh, early intervention. Yeah, exactly. Um, therapies and yep. whatever comes mm-hmm. along with that. Right. Um, but I think that's the biggest difference between County and agency. I don't think there's a difference financially. So that, that's something that, that I was thinking, right? Because if they're, so I know that the County pays the agency, right? The county pays the agency and then the agency pays the takes a portion of that and then they pay the foster family. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you went through just the county, do they give you more financial support because they're not paying an agency? Right. I don't know. You know, I'm I don't sure. know the answer to that. But, I don't know if um, we'd ever find out the answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, 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 either way... Um, I'm sure that they're not giving enough to to take care of the child, period. Right. You know what I mean? Um, But there, you know, the county still gave, even though we were with an agency, the county gave us a lot of support also. Like the first week we got them, they got them on medical um, and insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I I like our, our county worker. Yeah. I don't know if everybody has the same experience, but. Right. Yeah. The county worker that we have really, he does a a, a great job in the mm-hmm. support. He calls back. We talk to him all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see him at court all the time and, and we, we talk about, you know, the situation and, and we're, we're all on the same page as far as, you know, what, what's best for the child. Um, mm-hmm. So I, 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 I am happy with with working with the county and i'm also happy with working with the agency you know um there there are always challenges that you're going to face um whether what no matter what agency you work with mm-hmm. uh because they're always going to be overworked you know because this and the same thing with the mm-hmm. county they're yeah. always going to be overworked because there's so many kids in the system and not enough families and not enough people you know, not enough money to hire. So they're always going to be overworked. So, you know, you just got to deal with those things. But if you work with the, with the agencies, you know, um, or you work with the County, either way, you're going to get the support that you need, hopefully. Right. You know? Right. So, um, do we have, do you think we answered that question or what? I think so. I mean, we can find out more information if we need to. Yeah, and and maybe on our, our page, if anybody out there has worked has worked only with the county, mm-hmm. they can kind of um, chime, chime in. And if they would like to be on our next podcast, let us know, and we'll we'll let you call in, and we can kind of hear you know the answer to that. So anybody out there 
that either works for the county or works with the county, give us a call. Let us know. Um, you know, we'll we'll put you on our next podcast and and um, see if 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 we can have that conversation on on the difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, um, any other questions? Um, there's a few parts to this one. So okay. it also said, um, special needs, foster medically fragile, foster care. So what about it? It's, I think it's just subjects they want us to talk about. Okay. Which sure. we kind of touched on that already. I mm-hmm. mean, the the checklist, you know, of what you're willing to, um, you know, how much you're willing to do or, or whatever the case may be, which, mm-hmm. you know, how extensive, um, cause you know, some, yeah. some children need 24 hour care. Right. Um, there's can, different homes. Let's, let's hold off on the medical need on, on the, the special yeah. care um, conversation because I think that we can go into that on the next okay. podcast on you know the one case that we had the one one um, foster care um, placement placement that we had that that was really a challenge and I think that that would you know then we could talk about the type of supports that we needed and that we got and all of those things okay okay um, also the next part is behaviors after visits oh um, I think we'll touch on that next time too, because that was part of it. But mm-hmm. I can tell you that when visits happen, they, the children digress. The children go back to ways that they've had from my experience that they things, you know, that they did when they first came, mm-hmm. they, they regain those, um, those behaviors. It's like a like, reset button. Exactly. It's like a reset button. And, and it, it, it's, it is quicker to get them back out of it. So you're not starting from scratch, but it's just like they, they, you can revert, tell. Yeah. They revert back. You to can those definitely things. tell yeah. the difference. Yeah. And, and that might be just our experience, you know, True. Uh, our experience. I think that, um, it depends on the parent, on the bio parent and how the bio parent, um, deals with the child, I always say, and I don't know if I said this in the past, that this is why it's so important for agencies and the counties to start building relationships between the bio parent and the foster parent and and making that, you know, they say that that's important, but but fostering that relationship. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like really saying, okay, not just have visit where we drop the kids off and the kids go in or we drop the, you know, it's like maybe times when the kids are not involved and we get to spend time with the bio parent. Right. You know what I mean? I think that what, and, and also maybe having that conversation, I've said this to our caseworker before from the agency is that we should probably be creating a, a behavior management plan with the bio parent. Yeah. If some we, kind of relationship prior to. Right. right. Yeah. Cause if, honestly, like with that one placement we had, like, I feel like I kind of got thrown into it. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, here's mom's. Ad- they, they were starting overnights. Here's mom's address. Here's her phone number. I need you to drop them off. Right. And I'm like, wait, what? Right. Yeah. I've never met her before. How is she going to feel about me? Like, right. is she going to be, you know, 
like combative or she, you right, know right, that right. kind of sort of thing but like we said if, if reunification is the purpose mm-hmm. then we should be um we should be dealing with our process should be the same process as the bio parent right mm-hmm. so that when the child leaves here they're going back to a, a similar or a familiar situation right you know what i mean mm-hmm. um Okay, so I found it. It's prudent parenting. Prudent parenting, yes. It <laughs> took a while. It was, I was wondering because you were distracted over there. Yeah, but, sorry. I, yeah. to, I couldn't let it sit any longer. Right, so prudent parenting. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that um, along with our next. Uh, yeah. So we'll do, like, we'll start off with prudent parenting next time, and then we'll also talk about um, the, the, the uh, what we were just talking about with, with you know, s- s- special care um yeah um foster emer- yeah there's emergency placement care there um spit it out <laughs> therapeutic foster yeah okay yeah and then there's like uh emergency foster uh-huh um so different those are the different types of fostering yeah Okay. So the, yeah, those are, we can, we can touch on those. Um, do you want one more question or no? Sure. Let's do one okay. more. So Amy, uh, wanted us to talk about parenting a child with a different race. Um, as far as hair care, skin care, Mongolian spots. Hmm. I don't know what Mongolian spots are. Those are like what, um, Gav had. What like is that? The, the faith, the, Oh. skin discoloration oh, okay. type thing. Okay. Yeah. So, um, huh. well, I, I think that we talked about, we're kind of in a, we're interracial relationship anyway. Uh-huh. So, um, we did touch on it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, parenting. So, so I, I don't know. I don't know how, would, 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 maybe you, it'd be easier for you to answer that. <laughs> Uh, I know it was like when, when they were doing the home study, she kept asking us over and over again, like what nationality, nationality mm-hmm. we we're, what race we were willing to foster. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it didn't really matter. Like we, it, that didn't matter to us. Um, with some families, it may matter. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think that a child, say if it's two black parents, mm-hmm. that a white child would be that two black parents can raise a white child just as good as absolutely two white parents raising a white child. Absolutely. I'm sure not, not everybody agrees, but Mm -hmm. I, I believe so. Yeah. It would be interesting to see, um, the, 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 how, how that relationship would, that dynamic would, would work out, you know, um, for two black parents to raise a white child. And, and I mean, cause we, to be real, we see it all the time where there's two white parents with a different race child, right? Yeah. But I don't see often... Well, there is a family, and maybe we can get them on the show. Okay. There's there two, is a family. Two black parents two raising black a white parents child? Two black parents raising a white child. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that'd be great. And they, they always talk about, you know, the challenges and stuff like that. Okay, that'd be great. If we could get that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I remember... Um, 
I was <laughs> funny story. I was uh, I used to own an ice cream parlor. Remember when we used to have the ice cream parlor? Uh-huh. And there was a white guy, an older white guy, and and maybe it's not so funny thinking about, it, but there was a white guy who had a a black daughter, a black girl, young girl mm-hmm. in the car, and somebody called the police on him because they thought that he kidnapped that daughter, and it turned out to be his foster child. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. Yeah. That was at um, the ice cream parlor. The police came to the, cut yeah, him off and everything because he was at the ice cream in, in the, at the drive-thru buying ice cream for the little girl in the car and somebody called the police on him. Wow. I think, that that would, I think that with, you know, there's a lot, especially nowadays, you know, there's, there's more and more uh, racial divide and, and, and yeah. you know, racism is back to being like a, a, a hot topic. Um, not to say racism ever left, but, you know, people seem to believe that racism was going away, mm-hmm. but it was really just hidden. And now it's more, it's back in, in, in the forefront. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting to see what people think about two black parents raising a white child and vice versa, two white parents raising a black child. Right. So I'm, I'm. I would love to hear people's comments on that and what they think about that. Me, myself, I think that it would be challenging for the child uh, only because of society and, and what society would say to that child, what his friends and his environment, you know, in school and everybody would say to that child that would make him think differently. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Then what he would actually feel because a child being raised in a house, whether it's black and white, black, whether he or she is black or white, and whether the parents are black and white, that child, as long as that child's loved, he's going to love the parent. As a matter of fact, right. children love parents, whether they're loving or not. Right. That's the one thing about children is that they, they're unconditional. They, they love parents. Yeah. And if you think about it <clears throat> for that child, like, to be denied a family to love them because of a color to me is crazy. So they're right. going to sit in the, sit in the system because they're going to sit in a group home or whatever yeah. the case may be because of their color. Yeah. I, I think That's that sad. I remember hearing though, that they try to put keep I, there. There is a special law with uh, native American children. Remember, uh, yeah. there was something right. like that. Know. Like, yeah. you have to be from the tribe or yeah. something to that yeah. effect. Yeah. Um, I think that was the only. And, and that's that, you know, Native American, a lot. I, I know that they, the Native American um, community organization here, they actually, um, they actually have their own foster care agency. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's many foster care children from like different tribes in the in the regular system. I don't know answer the right. answer to that. I think for me the only uh the don't I don't know if you remember, the only thing that I was concerned about was the the hair texture. Right. You know, that yeah. was that was the only thing that I was nervous about, anxious about, but I learned <laughs> <laughs> he had some pretty wild hair. Yeah. Yeah, and he was so when we got Hassan, he had like a head full of hair, afro, too. like his hair was never cut. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that was, 
challenging for you. Yeah, I remember um, calling calling the agency, the the home finder, and saying, "What kind of products can I use?" And I remember texting uh, like your nieces and stuff like yeah. that, and your aunt and your mom, and yeah. they couldn't were ask all, me because I had no idea. No, and I you're, no hair. it's funny because they were all laughing at me, yeah. like he's this at the other, and and it's the same thing, and you know, right. so. Black hair and white hair is not the same. So people say it's the same. It's not the same. The taking care of it is totally different. How you take care of it. Right. I can't braid white hair. I can't braid black hair. I can't do hair, period. And that's why God gave me no hair. That's that's (laughs) why I'm bald, because I can't do hair. If you can't pick it, I can't do it. Really? So um, I'll stay out of that subject. but it it obviously is uh it's something that you have to learn how to do yeah absolutely and i know there's like differing um classes online and stuff like that that people offer to help with that but me just learning like the products and Mm -hmm. because you know with with our biological children they're mixed so their hair texture is different right you know Um, yeah and but you do you learned how to do both of them I did, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not hard now. Now you know how to do it, you know. Um, and I know that you know in the past you you did have challenges, but mm-hmm. you you get accustomed. So anybody it, yeah. that has those fears, you yeah. you're gonna overcome it. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna it's it's gonna be natural. It, yeah. It's gonna come natural once you do it. I mean, just you just gotta jump in and do it. I guess. I guess if I tried enough, I'd learn how to do it. You yeah. Know? And I would, I would hope you would tell me like if it was like a hot mess, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> like you can't take them outside like like that. Right, right. But, but I, I wouldn't things. want that be a deciding factor for someone to not um, help a child for that reason. You know. Right. Yeah, there there are some things that you got to know. You got to put lotion on your black babies. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they, you don't want them ashy. Ashy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you got to, and you know. There, there, there's some techniques and things that, 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 you know, if you have any uh, family members or, or, or friends that are black, just ask them. They'll tell you. And as far as the Mongolian spot, that's just um, the birth spot that um, s- children, uh, that uh, babies usually have from either African-American descent or Asian descent. Um, I don't see. I don't think that he had the same thing. His was something. Di- I forgot what they called his. His was something different. But he didn't okay. have like the dark birthmark or something. He didn't have that. His okay. was. He had more like the white spots. Right. But he grew out of it. But as far as the birth, I I don't know exactly what you have to do to take care of it. I know that you most likely would have to put like sunscreen. Right. That would be a big thing. I don't know. Let me tell you something. Everybody out there, you can have a baby that needs special care or special attention for something different than you're used to. And you would just have to learn and Mm -hmm. it will come natural. So I'm telling you that when you have a child, um, whether it's a foster child or your biological child, you just create this bond. This bond just becomes part of you. And and. I don't ever look at my foster children. I don't ever look at them like, oh, you're just my foster child. In the beginning, I did. In the beginning, it was like I had to 
I thought it was going to be harder to do it, but I had to learn like, okay, you, you, you are, you know, because I, 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 when they got through to us and got it in, I had that this is reunification purpose. Yeah. It, it was a challenge. Yeah. So, um, and it's, it's kind of emotionally draining going back and forth. Right. That, that aspect, like yeah. every uh, court case can be different. Right. Every exactly. person can be telling you something different. Right. So oh, if you God. listen to all these things, that's a whole like, other conversation of court cases yeah. and these judges and, and, but you can't let that change the way right. that you treat the child or exactly. feel about the child exactly. you still have exactly. to love them regardless right so um and then we'll talk about an, another time we'll also talk about you know age differences on mm-hmm. on the types of you know fuss and and some of the myths yeah i'd like to talk about i'd like to do a whole show on debunking myths of fostering yeah that would be cool you know yeah. um all right, so uh, this is this was a pretty long show. I, I mean, we just kept talking. Um, yeah. You seem to talk a lot, Tammy. I talk a lot. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> All right, so I, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, and next week we will be um, we're gonna have a guest next week. I'm gonna make sure we get a guest, even if it's for a quick phone call. Surprise guest. Yeah, surprise guest. We obviously won't have an in-person guest because the governor just shut us down, so we can't even be... Rightfully so. Yeah, Tammy Tammy is actually (laughs) sitting six feet away from me right now (laughs) because I don't want to be next to her because I have to have social distance. Yeah. So... Um, no, we, we, we'll get a guest on the phone next week and I don't know who that person will be, but we will get a guest next week so that you don't just hear me talking and just Tammy talking. Yeah. All right. And if you would like to be a guest, hit us up on Facebook at fostering conversations, or you can hit us up on Instagram at fostering conversation PC. You can listen to our our podcast on CastBox or Spotify. And guess what? Coming soon, probably next week or the week after, we will be on iTunes. So everybody get ready because we are growing. Please share this. Please respond. Please get other people to listen. We need more comments. Yes, more comments. Questions, comments. Yes. Input. More ideas. What do you want us to talk about? Mm -hmm. And, And you know what? If you have anything out there to talk about that's not about foster care, but just about families, we can talk about families. Mm -hmm. We can talk about anything. All right. So um, I am signing out. My name is CJ Banks. Tammy Banks. And we are fostering conversation. We should do that at the same time. Let's try that. Ready? I am CJ Banks. And Tammy Banks. And we are fostering Fostering conversations. conversations. All right. Bye. Good night. Peace out. All right, I already said good night. Peace, love, and foster conversations. Peace, love, and conversations. All right, I'm stopping.